tonight on Adult Bedtime Stories for the Creative Soul. This time, I'm going to see who's in that house, I said to myself as I stood behind the parked truck. I crouched low to not be seen. I saw a figure approach the house and press the doorbell. They had on a black cape and gloves to match. The door opened but shut before the figure could go in the house. Next, the door reopened and I saw another figure with the same black cape. They sat on the steps and began to talk. I couldn't make out what they were saying, but then they began to yell. I checked all the drop-offs. It's not there. Intrigued? Excited? Want more? Then tune in to Adult Bedtime Stories for the Creative Soul. Welcome, Creative Souls, to Adult Bedtime Stories. I am your host, Kamani, a.k.a. The Adult Storyteller. We have a short story that will be read tonight. Grab your favorite drink, snuggle in your comfy blanket, and enjoy the show. Let's jump in to last meal of the night. Knocking on a door can cause a serious pain in the knuckles. I thought to myself as I counted to 500. This was the magic number that always got me to my meal of the night. I stood back as the large squeaky door began to open. I could see two large eyes that looked at me from the crack, but could never see the entire face. Close your eyes. Is this your first time? She said with a snarl. I knew to close my eyes, but today I just wanted to see the hand that fed me. I closed my eyes and held out both hands. I felt a bag being placed in my hands. The door slammed before I could say thank you. I had been coming here for over a year. I saw the neighborhood change in many ways. Old homes, old parks, all were torn down to be replaced by medium-sized trunking composts that serviced the country. I was a bystander, watching the changes from afar while close up. My family's home was torn down after my grandmother passed away. She was a little old woman with a lot of personality, but no money to support it. She would do side jobs here and there, but her sciatica kept her from really getting in the job market. When she passed away, the grandchildren tried to keep the bills afloat, but my sister decided enough was enough. She reached out to the developer of the truck park and offered the home for a menial amount of cash. That cash was split between all of all of us, all 10 of us, so we thought. But without good money management, it dwindled away in less than six months. My sister saw how well we spent our money and offered to take the babies with her as she and her husband moved to Rhode Island. That left me, Talia, and Sam here to fend for ourselves. I went to work for the truck stop diner as Sam and Talia looked at alternative modes of working. I haven't seen either since the accident 
and left the diner burned to the ground. So now I get up each morning, take my bag, and head over to the dock where I watch the waves until the night falls and I get my nightly plate of food. A year ago, I ran into a classmate that mentioned those with no place to go could go to the house on third to get a nightly plate of food. She had all these guidelines. She mentioned no one had ever seen the giver, no one was allowed to see the giver, and if they disobeyed the request, they would never eat there again. I sat on my stoop, wondering if it was better than waiting in line at the corner shelter. That day, I mustered some energy and found my way to third, where I watched the house for a few hours, hoping to see someone stir in the house. Not one light came on, nor a window blind stirred. But that night, I saw lines of young adults standing with their hands out and eyes closed, waiting on a bag of food. I found myself intrigued. Who was this mysterious person who looked out for the neighborhood throwaways? I tried to get closer to the line of people without being seen, but was ushered by a former classmate to get in line. She whispered to close my eyes and sternly looked away. Don't mess this up for us, she said with a snarl. I was hungry, so I stood there and decided to put my hands out and close my eyes. I heard an old lady arguing that she did not know me and that I was new there. She told my classmate, if this goes bad, she will never eat again. I could hear my old classmate swallow loudly. I told myself then I'd never get her in trouble because even though the process was weird, the food was actually really good. After getting my plate, I sat on the box in the alley and looked over the plate. Its design was unique. It was handmade and very thick. It was quite heavy and had letters I could not read. I was told to drop the plate off at the local dish holder by the house, but decided to keep this one for good luck. I stuffed it in my bag. This time, I'm going to see who's in that house. I said to myself as I stood behind the parked truck. I crouched low to not be seen. I saw a figure approach the house and press the doorbell. They had on a black cape and gloves to match. The door opened but shut before the figure could go in the house. Next, the door reopened and I saw another figure with the same black cape. They sat on the steps and began to talk. I couldn't make out what they were saying, but then they began to yell. I checked all the drop-offs. It's not there, figure one yelled. Figure two stood and started pacing. How did we lose it? This has been going on for years. Plates are always sent to the drop-off where they are picked up to be stripped. Are you saying one of the children found it? That's impossible. Figure two shook her head. A cat walked by as both figures walked up the stairs to the house. I looked around to secure my bag. I quickly made my way out of the neighborhood to the place I spent most of my days, the dock. As I walked up, I knew things were changing. I knew whatever was in the bag was life-changing, and today was the day to make that change. I slowly opened my bag and pulled out the plate. 
I carefully rubbed the texture of the handmade plate through my fingers, reveling in its beauty. I saw the letters press the groove and a small drawer slid out. My heart beat faster as I put the plate down to grasp the small black bag that was positioned in the etching of the drawer. I touched the black bag, feeling the sharpness from the outside. I finally opened the bag and what I saw would change my life forever, but felt a sack cover my head as my vision went to black. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to be featured on the next Adult Bedtime Stories, send an email to adultcreativeso at gmail.com and that's A-D-U-L-T-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-S-O-U-L at gmail.com or feel free to send a message. The link is in the show description. And as always, we are PG-13 family. So keep it spicy and tantalizing, but always keep it tasteful. Did you know Kamani, a.k.a. the adult storyteller, is also a fictional author? Check out Shea Butter Rocks on Amazon today. Would you like to support our podcast? Click the link in the show description or go to our Patreon page, Adult Bedtime Stories. Supporting us gives us the opportunity to continue to create tantalizing short stories and keep them on air for you as well. We appreciate your support. And as always, I would like to leave you with this quote to help you begin to write the night away. Creativity doesn't wait for that perfect moment. It fashions its own perfect moments out of ordinary ones. And that's by Bruce Garibrand. And as always, your imagination depends on it. So good night, creative people. Create well. <laughs>